How's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. All right, we're back. We're finally back. I know we were kind of back last week. We, we were kind of back last week with our special uh, full breakdown of the first trailer for The Batman. Um, so that was kind of us coming back. But th- this is coming back with a regular episode after like a month right. uh, or so. Actually, over that. a month, probably six yeah, weeks July. since uh, our last episode came out. So it's been a while. I moved from Georgia to Colorado and it was a big ordeal and that's a big deal yeah a lot of stuff going on so haven't been able to do an episode now we're settled in everything's back to normal so it was time to come back to the show with uh with another episode and ian doesn't know this yet but this is going to be a very long episode so okay uh, i know we got four i know we got four episodes to talk about but we do and uh this might be a two-part episode just because it's the first one in a while. We got four episodes to talk about. We we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So I'm not okay. sure yet. If you're listening to this, you know if this is in two parts or not. Depends on how long <laughs> we go. But uh, all right, Ian. Um, well, we don't have to cover the big news because we did that in an hour all by itself last week with the first trailer for The right. Man that was uh, almost two weeks ago now. Um. And everything Which else deserves its own hour of breakdown. Yeah, yeah for sure. And, and everything else with uh, DC fandom, uh, we pretty we pretty much talked about. I I cut most of us yeah. most of it, but it's fine. Um, but there's more news that came out literally today, and um, I don't know if you've been oh. on Twitter yet, um, Ian. I, I haven't. No, I, I've been tweeting about it all day because it's been a big deal. Well, the Batman has been shut down again because. What? A crew member has tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, God. Yeah, but Ian, guess who this crew member is? Uh, It wasn't Robert Pattinson, was it? Yes, it was. It was Robert Pattinson has tested positive was... according to uh, everything going around. Robert Pattinson has <sighs> tested positive, so, which is even worse because... Now, not only are they have to shut down for, you know, whoever or whatever it is, like... The only person who they need to film. <laughs> yeah. So it's like there's no chance of getting anything else done. Um, no, the, the, the only person all. that'd be just as bad would be if Matt Reeves tested yeah. positive. Yeah, pretty much. That's the yeah. only thing that probably could be worse. So I, I don't know. I know they had just started filming this week. Right, right. So I don't know how, what scenes were being filmed. So maybe... There'll be those. There's certain people who haven't had any scenes with Robert Pattinson that maybe they'll be able to film stuff with. Who knows? But as of right now, it seems who like knows? everything is probably going to be shut down at least for two weeks, and that's that's right. again. It doesn't mean Robert Pattinson has the coronavirus. It just means he tested positive. Which who knows? That that literally that that could mean that could mean nothing. But anything. Yeah. Again, go for the report to the CDs who put out. It's not even that big of a deal. Right, right, but but regardless of all that, it means everything's gonna be shut down. So you, you safe, yeah, of course. That's the part. Two weeks, because so, I think that yeah, it's just annoying that 
every time we seem to kind of get back to wanting to get this movie made, something else happens. Yep. Every, every time. So <sighs> that was that came out today and that was very frustrating so it's like gosh uh, could be could be worse could be worse but so, someone <laughs> tweeted out a picture which made me laugh so <laughs> you you know you remember the uh the end of the the teaser trailer when it had like you know the question marks making up 2021 well someone read <laughs> yeah, it where yeah. it's just all question marks except for the zeros <laughs> just like question mark zero question mark question mark I mean, at this point, uh, God, was, I, w- I mean, if it, if it remains 2021, that would be a blessing. That's that's the point where we're at. Yeah, I I don't I don't see how at this point it's already in October now. And now it's being pushed back. <sighs> you know, I, I don't I don't see how it can be released in 2021 at, at this point. No, N- not yeah, I mean, again. You don't want it, you don't want them to rush it. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the thing. You, you know, they could do it, but you don't really want that. Um, no. And, and based on everyone's reaction, I'm sure plenty of people are fine waiting, however long need be. Just if, as long as we get the vision that we this trailer and kind of Matt Reeves, you know, in full, you know, glory. Not you know, studio meddling and cutting all this stuff on the floorboard. Like, no, we don't want that. No, no, definitely not. So that's the big news. Literally that came out today as we record this on Thursday. So, uh, that, um, that's a bummer. That's a big, that's a big time bummer. I'm kidding. Um, Ah. there's a bunch of news as far as star Wars goes because John Boyega had a new interview with GQ where he basically just trashed, uh, Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson. Without nice. without naming names, but I mean, sure. I mean, we all know. Basically, uh, talking about how they they just have no desire to use any pe- persons of color, and they have no idea oh, how to write them and use them in any way. And um, and he's not really wrong because we all know Force Awakens. What was the marketing? It was Finn, and it was all Finn. Yeah. And then, well, it it was very quickly not about Finn, thanks to no. uh, thanks to Ryan Johnson. You think of you know the Rose Tico character. You got an Asian character in there. They did a great job with that character. You have um, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Lu- uh, Lupe Nyong'o. Yeah. Her. She was gonna be a big thing. Nope. Nothing. So. <laughs> nope. He's not wrong. Who were the two she- characters that got any development whatsoever? And it was Ray, and it was Kylo Ren. And everyone he's, else, he, even Oscar Isaac, didn't get any development. Got nothing. No, no. So, I mean, I mean he, he's not he's, wrong. He's not wrong, but it's like in the list of things that Lucasfilm needs to get right. I mean, the whole diversity and I mean, it's, it's writing in general. They need to fix their, right. their writing in general is right. terrible. So, yeah, writing, you know, for, I don't know, uh, people of color and, and characters of color, whatever you want to say. Sure, that falls under that. But it's again, like for me, at least. I know this may sound bad, but it's not really a priority of like, oh, they need more representation. I mean, they've had that, but what will fix everything is if they just get better storytellers and writers and characters. And it's like, then everything will be solved. It's like, you know, the phrase winning solves everything, you know? And it's uh, like, yeah, no, no, you're, you're, you're right. But it's not, it's just more calling these people out who are the exact same people who are constantly high-roading everyone about these sure. things. Sure. Being the very ones who 
aren't doing it themselves. Like just the, the sheer hypocrisy of it is just no, totally. astounding. I'm, I'm and so yeah, that's uh that, that, that was, that was fun. I, I, I enjoyed that. Regardless. Yeah, it'll be great when we get even more and more just bluntness out from everyone on Star Wars. Because I saw something recently, I think, uh, like an interview with Daisy Ridley, where she talks about ever since Star Wars is done, roles have just dried up for her. And it's like, yeah, well, I yeah. mean, I mean, that that's all she has. I mean, because, she, you know, she she hadn't done anything before uh, before no. uh, before she got Star Wars. And that's. All she anyone has to go on, and unfortunately, with the way the character was written and portrayed, right, she didn't get to do anything because the character had zero personality, zero emotion, zero anything except for in the first movie, and so that that unfortunately is yeah probably hurt her in the long run. Yeah, whereas like now you can't even use her in like any marketing for other films because when people see her, they're gonna see, they're gonna do an eye roll and go, "Oh God, she's in this movie." I'm sure she's gonna be like how she was in Star Wars and perfect and blah blah blah. So yeah. it's unfortunate, but it is it's not because her fault. she's definitely she's clearly a good actor. We we've we've yeah, seen certain yeah. scenes and stuff from her where it's like, okay, she can act, but unfortunately, she just. Again, it's another thing of what you're talking about. She was also a victim in a different way of the horrible writing of. Yeah, it's, Disney it's, Star Wars. Yeah, it's all fruit of the poisonous tree, you know. Yeah. Yep. So that was that's that's kind of the main stuff going on, I think, with uh, at least as far as pop culture news. Um, yeah. So, so news slash uh, Lucasfilm is still a dumpster fire. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. Big surprise. All right. At, le- at least there's one consistency during COVID that hasn't changed. <laughs> all right, Ian. This is the time that I think we're gonna have to sit for a little while because. Oh, okay. I've seen a lot of movies since we've. Oh talked God, yeah, you have. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> and 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 that's with a long break in between of almost three weeks. Like I, I've yeah. I've done a good job at catching up, um, since the big delay. So I don't know how you many movies it. you've seen, Ian. Uh, not not a lot, unfortunately. But you got it. You got to try to give us a spark nose version of some of these. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I think our last episode was like on the seventeenth of July. July. Yeah. So since then, I watched the uh, Danny Kaye movie, The Court Jester. Absolutely hilarious. Highly, highly recommend. It was so funny. I have not. I need to see more Danny Kaye movies because until this, I pretty much had just seen White Christmas. Um, not not nearly as many of his movies, but he's he's hilarious. It's set in like medieval times. It's a musical. He's like a carnival performer. That's you know he he ends up being pretending to be a court jester to get into the the uh the kingdom um to help with a revolution to overthrow the the wrongful king it's it's simple as that but it's just him he's just he's hilarious um he, he plays fantastic with everyone else in there you got a young angela lansbury in there Oh wow! Which is uh yeah, which is interesting, but yeah, it's um it's highly worth watching. It, it was very funny. It was much funnier than I thought it was going to be. Also, okay. also tying into Batman, Alan Napier is in the movie as well. So oh nice. So when, we, when did we, it come out? Uh, nineteen fifty-five. Oh, okay. So yeah, so Alfred is in the movie. So there's nice. the bat. There's the Batman tie-in to that. Right, like we planned. Exactly. Uh, also, <laughs> I finally watched Ghost Rider. Oh God, yeah, you did. Ghost Rider. <laughs> was great the first ghost rider is fantastic again everyone's watched this movie wrong you cannot watch this movie 
as a big budget superhero movie. Wrong, wrong, right, wrong, wrong, right. wrong, 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 wrong. That's a disaster. You watch this movie as a direct-to-DVD Nicolas Cage action movie. Have that in your mind, and then it's fantastic. Because there's all these big actors in it, so already it's better than most of those movies. True. And it's fantastic. Nicolas Cage is playing it up to Nicolas Cage perfection, and it's the perfect amount of actually pretty good CGI for 2007. Cool, Cool visuals, pretty good action. And just Nicolas Cage dialing it up. It, it's it's fantastic. You got Sam, um, Sam Elliott there as well. It, it's it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed that movie. <laughs> it's stupid. I'm not, ar- not, oh, not arguing that is. at all. But it was very fun. Now, I tried to watch the second movie. I watched Ooh. it for about 35 minutes and turned it off. It's nothing like the first one. It has the budget of like a sixth grade musical. And... <laughs> It's the it's one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. It's it's like a music video, but even worse. Because yeah, instead I never of it being four minutes, it's an hour and a half, and I I couldn't Eesh. I couldn't do it. I couldn't even get forty minutes into it. Um, I watched I finally watched Psych Two because that came out the second Psych movie on oh Peacock, yeah, and that was that was that was that was great. It's just it's just, I I love that show. It's my second favorite show of all time. Both movies to me. We're not even not nearly as good as the show, but sure. they still did a good job just being enjoyable with these characters in and of itself. You get to see I cannot pronounce his name. Timothy. Oh, my gosh. Like uh, Lassie. Yes, Lassie. But yeah. I, I've never been able to. My brain can't put together his last name for some reason. Um, I can't remember his last name. It starts with an O. And I yeah, it's Irish, right? Anyway. He's back after you know he's already had a stroke in real life, but they they hmm. they they write that into the movie, so the character has been shot and has a stroke, so he's bedridden the whole time. But you get that character back in the movie; it's it, it's it's well done. I, I, th- yeah, that, I mean, that's something I, I, that it's fine. Just keep if and they've even said that most of them are open to just keep making them, and it's like just that's fine, man. Do the Columbo thing or, yeah, or the Perry yeah. Mason thing, and just keep making movies. Are are they quite up to par with the show? No, but they're still very enjoyable and I'm all for it. Yeah. Anytime you get to have these characters together, it's good fun. Like again, we don't need, you know, craftsmanship storytelling or some amazing, you know, groundbreaking movie. No, we just want to see them all reunited and being funny. Exactly. So that was, that's a lot of fun. Um, All right. Then that was the last one of July. Then there was a long break (laughs) until like two weeks into August um, as I moved and everything. But then I finally got settled in and I started watching new movies I finally watched The Birds. I, I got a whole oh, list yeah. of Alfred Hitchcock movies lined up that I have ready to go. I just ha- I'm starting. I'm going to start getting into watching more of them because I've only seen a handful. I've seen about I think right. five or six of the more famous ones. But I finally watched The Birds. I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it as much as the others, but mm. it's still well done. It's impossible yeah. to argue. Well done. Well acted. Kind of a weird premise. It's kind oh, of a definitely. Weird movie. But but it was it's good. It's Alfred Hitchcock. I I, I doubt I'm going to see truly bad Alfred Hitchcock movies like yeah, at, at, at worst. They'll be like, OK, forgettable. Yeah, Um, I finally watched Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, nice. Early Spielberg. What is that? Second Spielberg. That. Second Spielberg so, movie yeah. after Jaws. Um, it, it's 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 good. I, it's I'm at a disadvantage of seeing this so late after seeing not just 
more modern movies, but also just this played up in other movies so many times um, or spoofed in other movies so many times. So that kind of hurts it a little bit, but definitely respect. Because like when when it came out, it was groundbreaking. So, of course, we don't we don't have that context either. Now, that's the thing. It, it, It feels dated, but more in story than it does visuals like hmm. the visuals are really good because again it's for the time it's like jaws minimal yep it's it's yep. minimal and so it it work it, it helps it age better that way um, totally so to be honest it's not even the actual visuals that are kind of more data it's more just kind of the general idea of it has just been done in so many ways before but glad oh, yeah. to have finally seen it definitely well done um, I, I finished reading the Stephen King book, Christine. So then I watched the movie. That is a very oh, okay. weird movie and a very weird oh, book yeah. about a car that comes. And the movie is totally different than the book. The, the, Usually in is. the book, the, it's more the spirit of this old guy who used to own the car. That's the evil part in the movie. <laughs> they throw that character. That character doesn't even exist in the movie and it's just the car's evil. So, which I get because it streamlines it. So, right, right. It's it's weird, and it's fine. the The biggest thing is Cougar is in the movie from Top Gun. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, he's the he's oh shoot, what's the character's name? He's um not Arnie, the other guy. Uh, Dennis. Yeah, he plays Dennis. John Stockwell. That's his name. So I yeah, re- yeah. I recognize him right away. Um, I finally watched Arrival. I know Ian's like, oh, it's going to pick that movie. Uh, wah, 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 I don't care. I was. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I don't care. Um, I still haven't watched Traffic, the last one you gave me. Um, oh, I haven't either. I forgot what you gave me. I don't remember either. Anyway, that's a different, <laughs> we'll that's a different show. Right. Yeah, uh, that's for Movie Swap. Check that out on YouTube whenever we start that up again. Um, yeah, yeah. Watched Arrival. Arrival's a movie. I, I, I'm sitting there and I'm watching this and everything about it is pretty much perfect or, or great the acting's great the music's incredible the visuals are directing. amazing the yeah. directing's great everything's pretty and well done and and i didn't really care all that much it huh. it's just it's not even that it was boring it wasn't even boring it's just like mm, yeah yeah i don't know i i fully respect everything about the movie but i'm i'm probably not gonna watch it again um, i wonder if watching it after close encounters had any effect on that well it was like a week later but yeah but still it's like you know talk about you know premise that has been done a lot of times you know it's like i don't know maybe I if... well maybe um i don't know it's like real interesting and then they just kind of gloss over all the interesting parts and then just kind of they can t- like they go immediately from they're just making random shapes to oh we can communicate in sentences like within a matter of two minutes of screen time and you're like well, I'm not really sure how they figured any of this out, but I, I guess they have now. Um, yeah, I'd have to rewatch it. I, I've only seen it once, but I really liked it when I watched it because I'm a big Denis Villeneuve fan. Sure, so, sure. I mean, yeah, um, I mean, again, visually, it's beautiful and it's, you know, all that's fantastic. Oh, yeah, um, but even then, I just I, I like the story. But, yeah, I'd, I'd be curious to see how much I like it. Upon and the weird the weird time thing was was fairly interesting. So that was. Oh, yeah, I thought that, that was yeah, cool. that was that was fine. That was very memento Nolan esque. Oh, sure. Um, type. So that, that was fun. Uh, I finally watched 12 Monkeys. The. Uh, oh, really? Brad Pitt, Bruce That's... Willis movie. That movie was very weird. I probably watched that movie too late at night. 
um, mm. to, to appreciate it maybe as much. Yeah, when you're already <laughs> it, tired, it yeah. That movie dragged for me um, quite a bit. That was a very weird movie that didn't really have much of a point um, to me. It was just kind of, again, it's another one. It's very well made. You know, it's well done. The directing's very good. The the production but, design is great. I mean, Terry Gilliam. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and then you get the acting is the best part. I mean, Bruce, again, if you get caring Bruce Willis, it's beautiful. Oh, he's, he's it's great. It's yeah. awesome. He's one of the best. Um, and and same with Brad Pitt. I mean, Brad Pitt is just again, Brad Pitt's one of those actors that never. I don't think never quite got has gotten enough credit for how actually good of an actor he is, just because he's the movie star Brad Pitt and those yeah, I mean, those, I mean, those people like, normally don't get as much credit because they're the movie star first. I mean, you know, right, right. And, and he is, but I think he's done way more impressive roles than a lot of people give him credit for and very different characters that, that he's oh, playing. For sure. And, and this is one of them, the just insane lunatic. And he, he plays great. He's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that he only just now got an Oscar for acting. I know it really Moneyball, man. That was the biggest snub. That was the biggest freaking Jesse James. I mean, yeah, you go on and on money. Yeah, but Jesse James, that movie wasn't winning anything. Um, But but it could one for acting or at least, you know, for acting, at least eh, it's too small. Um, Playing a smaller movie Manchester by the sea. Well, yeah, no, that's fair. That's that's a fair point. Last King of Scotland, speaking of Arrival, Forrest Whitaker, that's all that movie existed <laughs> oh, for. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Arrival, that's the worst part of that movie. Forrest Whitaker He's terrible. is, yeah. it's not even just him. It, it's that, that is the worst written character I've ever seen. That is just awful. That is terrible. Yeah. Terrible it's a character, character out of a Rowan Emmerich movie, not a, not a Denis Villeneuve no, movie. No, no, that is, that's, that's embarrassing. Everyone involved in that movie should have been embarrassed that that character was written and actually put on screen. Um, yeah, I'm just not a big fan of the actor. That's Can't no, and that's that's more than fair too. Um, I I finally got to see the documentary "You Cannot Kill David Arquette." It's been oh, done sure. since March, but then didn't get to play at the South by Southwest Film Festival. So then it being picked up didn't happen for a long time. I forgot what even studio picked up, like Studio LTD or something like that. I don't remember exactly what the name of it was that distributed it, hmm. but uh, finally came out. <laughs> and it's fantastic. Everything I would have hoped for. For those of you that don't know, my other podcast, Behind the Gorilla, with my buddy Harris, where it's it's half a David Arquette podcast. He's our patron <laughs> saint of that show because we're talking about weird and dumb stuff that's happened in wrestling history. And David Arquette's like the quintessential stupid thing in wrestling by him actually winning the WCW championship as an actor. Um, <laughs> but he's so sincere. He loves wrestling for real. He's just the nicest guy in the world. And he, so he, heard. he joined us on the podcast about a year and a half ago. We actually got to talk with him for an hour on the show, which was awesome. And yeah, it's awesome. We, we routinely interact with him on Twitter and Instagram. He follows us in the show on both those. And but uh, so that was fantastic. If you have any interest in wrestling whatsoever or David Arquette or anything like that, it's it's or if you just want to see an insane underdog underdog story, it is it's crazy. Like it's hard to watch in some parts, man. It it is pretty brutal because when it started, he was literally in one of the worst parts, like states of mind he's ever been in. When they first started the documentary, before this, they started it before he started coming back to wrestling. Oh wow! And um, 
So it's pretty brutal, some of the stuff he's had to go through personally. He's had a lot of issues with anxiety and some other and a, a lot of other stuff he's battled for a long time. So hmm. it's uh it, it it's impo- it's just one of those stories where it's impossible not to root for this guy. Like he's so likable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um so it, it's really well done. I, I I would highly recommend it watching that documentary. Okay. Um I finally watched the uh 80s sex comedy, The Last American Virgin. That movie was awful. I hated it. I don't even know what that movie is. <laughs> it's terrible. It's it's awful. The only good thing about it is the soundtrack's amazing. It's just like 80s hit after 80s hit. It's just like nice. the cars, Ario Speed. It's just like it, the, I, they, they had to spend the whole budget on music rights. But it's uh, that's the only <laughs> thing good about it. It is trash. It's terrible. Like It's the stereotypical teen sex comedy, but... It's not even memorable. Like even Porky's mm. is better, and like it's it's terrible. Um, okay. I watched the Val Kilmer movie "Kill Me Again." Very underrated, or not underrated. Very very unknown. Like it's not yeah, available anywhere. Like it was one that I didn't even have yet anywhere, and I've never seen a physical copy of it ever. Um, Damn. But I finally uh, downloaded that and watched that. It's fine. It was like 1989. <laughs> It's it's definitely the more of like a straight to video movie. Um, oh. He made it with his with his then wife um, as the female lead, which is um, which I think they were in a couple of movies together because they met on Willow and then I think they were. In oh a yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah Joanne yeah. Whaley. He was married yeah, to yeah. for like ten years. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then it's early Michael Madsen. It's pre Reservoir Dogs. Michael Madsen. Oh wow! But he's playing the exact same character. That he is in Reservoir Dogs. Oh, nice. Like an insane. He's like the insane homicidal boyfriend of Joanne Whaley. And there's literally a scene where he has captured Val Kilmer's buddy um, in the movie, um, which is uh, uh, Laszlo from Real Genius. So they, they're, oh, nice. they're back together and they've actually been in a handful of movies together. But oh, wow. um, they're in this movie and I forgot the actor's name. Uh, yeah, I Pat, can tell Pat Mulligan, I think is his name. And uh, but Michael Madsen has captured him and is just torturing him for information. And it's the exact same scene as in oh, wow. Dogs, just without the music. But it's huh. the exact same. Th- like, it is the exact same thing. Like, he is doing the exact same thing. And it's I'm just watching. Him, I'm just like, man. Well, OK, he's not cutting his ear off. But I mean, like the character Still. is being the same exact character in that situation. And I'm just like, OK. So this is probably what Tarantino saw, and this is I probably wonder. how he got that role for Reservoir yeah. Dogs. I would bet you anything. It, it oh, was totally. his role in this movie that got him the role in Reservoir Dogs. So that was that probably, happens all the time. Yeah, that was probably the most fascinating thing of the movie is just seeing that. Um, the movie makes no sense. Like I can't even explain. It makes zero sense, and then it ends, and you're like, what? Like it yeah. made, the characters make decision, especially Joanne Whaley makes decisions. She just like flip flops the whole movie sides and it makes no sense. And then the end, they like do a twist again, which makes no sense. It's <laughs> it makes no sense. It but it's it's fine. It's fine. I'll watch any Val Kilmer movie for the most part. There's you a will. few I haven't watched yet. That's not true. There's a few I haven't watched yet. Um, well, eventually you will. Though. Probably. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> and then. OK, so now we got to get to actual good movies. So. Okay. I finally watched Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey before Bill and Ted Face Music came out because I hadn't seen that yet because I notoriously refused to see comedy sequels 
Right. Just because they're almost always terrible. Even the ones that people like, no, these are pretty good. I still avoid seeing them. Sure. Uh, so I just recently watched Wayne's World 2 a few months ago, which was good. I did enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, it's not bad. Same with this one. This was good, too. Again, a lot of people put this as better than the first one just because of how original it is. Mm-hmm. I highly disagree with that, but it was very good. It, it, was, it was it was good. And it is impressive how they made a sequel that is not that is the nothing at all like the first movie in any way, um, which is impressive. That That's is really impressive, impressive yeah. to do. And that, that was one of their goals, because, you know, the normal thing is. Oh, time travel. Now let's go for a different class and whatever. And that was apparently what the studio wanted. And they're like, no, uh, Bill and Ted are going to go to hell. They're like, oh, okay. That was the working title of the movie was Bill and Ted go to hell. And then, then the studio's <laughs> like, yeah, we're not marketing that. So. Yeah, that's a smart move. <laughs> so they had to change that. But uh, but it was fun. It, it was it was good. It, it's worth watching. Um. I, I don't think it's as good as the first one, but it's still it's a worthy sequel and, and it's definitely for a comedy sequel. It's 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 very good. The best part about it is you got William Sadler who comes into the fold as uh, the Grim Reaper or death. That's right. And yeah. He steals the movie. <laughs> He's fantastic. It's a hilarious character. He does this weird Czechoslovakian accent. It is it's it's fantastic there's this great scene where they're in hell and they're they're talking with death and they're trying to get him to take them out of hell um and apparently what you have to do is you have to play the grim reaper you have to challenge the grim reaper uh to a game and if you win then you can get out and no one's ever won because he's the best at everything and so then he's like all right what do you want to do and then it just cuts and they're playing Battleship. <laughs> <laughs> and then they win. They beat him in Battleship. And then he just goes, best two out of three. And then so they just keep playing all these games <laughs> and keep beating him in everything. And he keeps going, best three out of five. Like, it's just, it's so funny. It is really, really funny. Really well done. Yeah, um, I've seen it, yeah. There's a great scene when they're in hell too. And one of, the, again, it's just so well done. There's so many little things that in that are too good for this movie like the details are too good for this like hell has hallways that are like just too short so they have to hunch over to run and walk <laughs> like little things like that are just so smart and the best best line of the movie probably is when They've gone through several rooms and they're seeing all their like fears as kids and different things like Ted's afraid of the Easter bunny and they're both afraid of the general at the school at the army school and uh bill's afraid of his creepy grandmother who's actually played by alex winter in prosthetics and uh and all this stuff and then at one point they're just running away and ted just stops and goes dude hell sucks (laughs) (laughs) it's uh it's good it's worth watching and i'm very glad i watched it because then i finally got to go to a movie theater first time since march there's a there's an independent movie theater here in this tiny town of Sterling, and uh, they're playing. They've been open now for actually a couple of months, but there's been no new movies to play. Right, right. But uh, Bill and Ted finally was playing at that movie theater, and so I went to go see that last Saturday. 
and Bill and Ted Face Music is phenomenal, Ian. It is Oh wow. It it is incredible. Like it it could not have been better. It it could I was not, not have expecting been that. They it is so well done because they blend I don't even they 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 perfectly capture these two characters. They do justice to every part of it. They bring back everybody except for George Carlin, RIP. Um, although they yeah, do give course. him they do give him a shout out in the movie, which is nice. Um, nice. But they bring back everyone else pretty much, and they they do justice to all the characters. But they also update it enough where it's it feels new and fresh and. Um, so it, and it, it, again, this is very difficult because how do you take these teenage woe dudes and have them be old 50 yeah, and be the same character, but they, they do, they, they do because they don't, because they still give them like they're having trouble with their marriage and you know, stuff like that. Like there's little things like that, that are enough to help the characters feel somewhat grown up but then they're still the same kind of dumb characters at the same time like i don't know how to explain but somehow they they straddled this line perfectly and it was really really well done and freaking uh their uh their kids because they have they both have daughters and um which are uh, Samara Weaving and Bridget Lundy Payne, who I've never seen Bridget Lundy Payne and everything. And then yeah. I only know Samara Weaving from Ready Player or uh, Ready or Ready Not. Not. Yeah. And uh, they're absolutely perfect. Like that couldn't have been any better cast. Those two channel <laughs> Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter perfectly. And I love that they made the characters because what's the easiest thing to do with those characters? You make this kids normal. And then having to play against the weird dads, but they don't, the kids are exactly like they are. So you just have girls who are talking and acting exactly like they do. And it's, it's, it, it fits perfectly. It's very funny. And like they have their own separate time travel, uh, side story in this movie, Bill and Ted haven't are having to save all of reality now because they still haven't written their song because they're not good, really. No. <laughs> so again, they play into that really well. Uh, you get a bunch of interesting cameos. Again, they bring back all the characters. But the best part of the whole movie, again, just like the last one, William Sadler returns as Death and freaking steals. He steals the show when he enters the movie. <laughs> Absolutely steals it. I've never laughed hard. I didn't laugh harder at anything and until until him. The the um the funniest scenes are the very first scene when Bill and Ted are playing at a wedding. That killed me. And then uh when they're in couples therapy with their wives, yes, both of them bring their wives at the same time to couples ther- <laughs> therapy. That's hysterical. And then, um, obviously, the stuff with death um, is 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 hysterical. Those are probably my three favorite parts. But it is it, it's so much fun. I've watched it twice now, and oh wow, it is. I, I bought it the after after seeing it in theaters because it's on video. It's video on demand. Also, they released it both at the same time, which was oh, which okay. was brilliant. That's a good move. So, uh, and I I I bought it right away. I almost never buy new movies, but I got it right away because I want to support. I want to support them. And yeah, um, totally. It uh, 
it's fantastic, man. It, it was so wow. much fun. It was so much fun. It's so positive. It's so upbeat. I'm it's so nice right now. right now. It is so yeah. nice right now. Um, so yeah, I, I, I could talk about this even more than that, but it was, it was great. I absolutely loved it. So Not shout out that. to Bill and Ted face the music. Really, really well done. Really well done. Okay. So Ian, you definitely need to go see that. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's a movie I'm seeing as much more of a priority, but I, I definitely will see that eventually. I don't know if it's in theater or on on demand, but yeah, I'll definitely check that out. I, I haven't seen the second one. I need to rewatch the first one because it's been at least a decade. Yeah. And you need to watch the the second one too. You, you, yeah. That, I was, I was very happy. I went ahead and watched a second one before, um, before seeing this one, it, it was definitely okay. a great move. So gotcha. Uh, yeah. So that's what I've seen. I've seen a lot of movies Damn. at the time we have been away and then we'll be seeing another one tomorrow that I oh, unfortunately yes. can't talk about yet because I haven't seen it yet, but nope. Tenet's finally, finally going to see that tomorrow. Fine. What a I'm stupid release schedule, stupid release yeah. schedule for that thing. How it was like released three days last. I don't know. It was dumb. That was a dumb rollout thing with that movie. Well, I mean, there's, there's no really easy way to do it right now. It's just kind of like grit your teeth and all right, just release it right now. I guess, but I'm just mad that they did this like release already. So it's like 90 different review videos on YouTube. And it's just like, yeah, ah, why was this? Re- That's annoying. That just bugs me. Yeah, it's blank COVID. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I'll be seeing that this weekend and looking oh, yeah. forward to that, but I'm stoked. We'll have to talk about that on next week's episode. Yeah, next time. All right. Well, that was fun. Who's for Chinese? <laughs> and um, all right. I, I got nothing. Have you seen anything in? Uh, I've only seen four movies since uh, our last. Well, I've, I've actually seen a lot more uh, TV. I've uh, watched a couple of series. I, I finally started watching The Last Dance. Uh, I've been mean to, but I've been kind of saving it because I want to see it. Granted, I've seen most of it already because my dad had so many DVDs about Michael Jordan and stuff. <laughs> so a lot of this is not new information, but it's done really well and it's so compelling. So I've been watching that. I watched yeah, the new I, I watched Your... it as it came out. Oh, yeah. yeah it's great. Yeah, it is. I watched a new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm because I got HBO or The Little Trial. So I watched that. I watched uh, Perry Mason, the remake of Perry Mason, which was pretty oh, good. Oh, why? Uh, I mean, I just I, I like the actor Matthew Reese. Um, I like him a lot, and that's one of those and, I refuse. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I wasn't. I never really grew up on the original, so it wasn't that big a deal for me. So I imagine if I had, this would probably be a sacrilege of some sort. But it was, it was fine. Yeah, that, um, that's when th- I, I I I don't understand how that can yeah, be I, attempted to be remade. I just don't understand. That just yeah, I would definitely tell so you to wrong. skip it. It just seems so wrong to me. It's like Raymond yes. Burr is Perry Mason. It's there's sure. that's, that's it. He's Perry Mason. Sorry. I finally watched uh, Succession, which is a big TV show that everyone's talking about, and, and that's very good. I finished that. So other than that, the only movies I've seen, uh, I saw Underwater, which was okay. Could have been great. The the premise and the setting is all great, and the horror is good. But unfortunately, Chris Stewart and the characters and the writing just bring it down, which a huge waste of opportunity. Yeah. Um, then I saw the lighthouse finally, I've been meaning to watch that. Um, yeah, and it well. was, it was, it, I mean, it was exactly what I thought it'd be. I, it's masterfully done. I mean, Robert Eggers is one of the best directors already working today, but it's just, 
I just didn't get anything out of it, like no, emotionally. No, or it's 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 a waste of sitting there and a waste of a beautiful movie, in my opinion. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but it's definitely it's just. Com- I mean, it's one of those movies where, like, again, like Arrival, I I I get it, I, I get it. It's it's well done. Like, obviously, it's this is amazing acting work by Defoe and and Robert Pattinson. You know, the directing's amazing with the shooting on the old cameras, all this stuff. Like, it's all. It's great. This this gritty, realistic, whatever thing. And then you're just like, and, you know, it's about these characters, whatever, going crazy or not going crazy or I don't even know, whatever. Like it's. Yeah. But it's just at the same time, then the movie ends. and You're like, what? Why? What did I get? I, I mean, yeah, everything was good, but I don't really care. Yeah, I think uh, Arrival is a little bit more accessible. I sure, think this sure, was sure. a little bit yeah, more yeah, yeah. art house and. Um, yeah, so I mean, like again, I'm, I'm really excited about his next film, especially because it sounds awesome. But yeah, I mean, just eh, I'm glad I didn't see it in theater because I I probably would have been a little harsh on it because it's just not my type of movie. I like The Witch a lot more, but uh, definitely still excited about this director. Um, and then other than that, I saw the last parts of the Caribbean, I believe the hmm. Dead Man Telling the Tales. Um, okay. It's pretty terrible. Why? Uh, I don't know. I just, it was it was on Disney. I like I didn't have anything else to watch. I, There's I keep hoping so the, many things more to watch. I mean, not that I've already not that I haven't seen, you know. Yes, um, there are, Ian. I got a whole list of things that I can't believe you haven't watched. Uh, OK, well, anyway, <laughs> I, I checked it out, but uh, it's it's not as bad as the, the previous one, The Stranger Ties. But, I saw that one in theaters. Oh, God, I'm glad that one's terrible. And this one is just slightly better because it kind of brings back some familiar characters and stuff. But like it, the CGI is terrible. Like I rewatched the original one not too long ago, and that one oh, came out so good. It is so good. And it came out, only, I think like, to me, that's the only one that's any good. I, I don't like any of the others. Two, the parts of two, like, the, like two, two and three are, are good movies, but they look great. I love the the production design and how great the CG, cause it still, it, it looks better than the sure, newer sure. ones that are coming out, which is crazy. But yeah, no, the, it was, it was not good. Johnny Depp gave up a long time ago and Jack Sparrow is not even, he's a joke. He's not even cool anymore, yeah. but, um, but whatever. And then finally the last movie I saw was a uh, midway cause I was on oh, HBO and, um, why? well, I remember you saying you, you liked it and I, you know, I, I said it was fine. Okay. All right. Well, revisionist history. It It was just I was just sitting there, and it's just like, eh, whatever. It's I mean, again, when you can go to movies basically for free with that amazing AMC thing, it was just like, yeah, that's that's fine. It was better than I enjoyed sitting through that more than I did sitting through the lighthouse. So. Oh, I, I disagree. I, 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 I hated this movie, mainly because I hate <laughs> Roland Emmerich. Uh, and I, I love the story. I mean, Midway is one of the most incredible battles of all time. And yes. when I heard that he was doing a Midway movie, a new one, I was like, oh, could it be anybody else? And and you see why, because this movie is so Hollywood. I mean, there's no weight to anything because it's all CGI. I mean, and it's not even good CGI it is bad green screen floating heads fake backgrounds like not even real ships i mean just uh, and like it's so hard i don't know how you can do dog fights in a movie like this after the ones from dunkirk which yeah somehow they did re- realistically and look amazing and then this you just have ed screen who i have no idea why you would make him the main hero he's <laughs> he's not likable he's he's kind of creepy looking but anyway but like, I, like him, better, just like I mean he's cre- he's perfectly cast in deadpool 
Oh, it's perfect at that point, but like as like the, the family man, hotshot pilot you're supposed to like who's American and definitely not British. He's too, he's <laughs> too smug. That's the yeah, problem. I mean, he's, he's too just, smug he's, to be to pull that off. Yeah, and again, like his American accent is terrible. So why yeah. why don't you just get an American? But but then they get Nick Jonas. It's like, oh god, no, don't get him either. Ugh. But um, no, it's it's not good. But I mean, hey, that's hey, no surprise. Uh, hey, they they got they they brought Harry Styles in for Dunkirk. So I guess that that was probably their thinking. They were like, well, I guess we can bring in Nick Jonas for World War Two movies. Oh, to- I mean, totally. That's exactly <laughs> what this movie is. It's just Dunkirk and wishes it was Dunkirk or 1917. It's like, no, nah, I can do that. It's like, no, Rowan Emmerich. All you do is see, like, you think this is what Americans, like, want from movies. You, like, you tell that he thinks Americans are just dumb and will eat up anything, which, granted, for a long time they did with his movies, but... Yeah. Uh, no, I, I can't stand him. I like parts of The Patriot and I like parts of Independence Day, but that is it. I, I do. Hate I like, I like the Patriot. If the Patriot was about forty-five minutes shorter, it would be much better. But I enjoy yeah, the Patriot. I, I don't like you know. Independence Day as much. I that's a movie I missed. I missed. I, I I didn't see that as a kid, so I feel like I missed out on that a little bit. I have some nostalgia for it, but like, oh man, it, it gets so bad. We're like uh, yeah. halfway through it, I have to turn it off. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I'm. I've never been a huge fan of of Independence Day either. Oh, people love that one. Yeah, I'm sure I would have too if I'd seen it as a kid. Um, sure, but anyway. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I, yeah, I'm seeing Tenet tomorrow. The first movie I've seen in theaters since we saw The Way Back back in March. Yep. Yeah, The Way Back was Crazy. the last one I'd seen until I saw Bill. Six and Ted. months. Yeah. God. Yeah. Very very long time. It was so it was so nice getting to see. I that. know. Even Simple though there was times. only three people in the theater with me when I saw Bill and Ted, and that was that's nice. It opened last week, and it was on that saturday so well it's, cr- it's crazy how many people i see are like refusing to go to movie theaters i'm like you you still go to the grocery store and you're touching yeah. way more things and come into contact with way more people i don't get why the movie theater is like a death I guess it's just like, the fact that you're sitting there for that long i i, I don't know that's the only thing i can think of how that would be perceived so as different but yeah, I know. I mean, I don't care. I don't care. No, I'm going. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, me too. I just wish there was a better movie theater. I'm not a big fan of movie theater here. It. Uh, I can <laughs> imagine. The screen was fine and the sound was fine, you know, but it's a small middle of nowhere town movie theater and the seats are awful. I, I hate yeah. it. Like the, the seat backs go up to like your mid back. So Ew. you it's can't like, like you can't like lean back or like look up. It it's terrible. It's terrible. That's terrible. Anyway, but but movies in theater. So that was that's all that matters. That was great. And getting to see Tenet next this weekend. So looking forward to that. Absolutely. All right. Well, that does it for this part of the episode. Now it's time to actually talk about Batman. Yes, the end of season two. Yeah, yeah. Although technically not. Uh, te- hey, technically, yeah, we've been over this. <laughs> technically, the first sixty-five episodes are season one. Series two, collection two, whatever you want to call it. With the way it was collected on DVD, that's the way we're going. So yeah. the end of volume two of uh of the, the Batman animated series. We got four episodes because there were four left. So we're not just gonna do three and then one. That's dumb. So yeah, and sure enough, went ahead, did all four of them. Um, it's Paige and the Crime Doctor. It's Zatanna, the Mechanic, and then Harley and Ivy. So yeah, an interesting mix of episodes there. That's for sure. It is. Uh, so we'll start with Paige and the Crime Doctor. 
the most misleading title of an episode in the history of Batman the Animated Series. It really is. Sounds <laughs> way cooler than what the episode actually ends up being. It sounds yeah. vicious and like creepy and I'm you you read this and I immediately get thoughts of the first Tim Burton Batman movie of Joker hmm. being worked on in that like dingy basement do- creepy doctor like yeah. that, that's what I think of when I see paging the crime doctor especially that like picture that's, yeah. that's or the you title should, or- card with like the creepy guy with the syringe you're like yeah, yeah. this is going to be awesome and creepy and no it's like a good guy yeah, or like, like you no. think of like Hugo Strange or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something cool, and it's yeah. No, nope. <laughs> well, look, the episode's not bad. It, it's it's fine. No, it's but, fine. But it's just it's very misleading. <laughs> and yeah, really very misleading. Think, and it's very straightforward. It really makes you think. What if just so that that that's the biggest fault I think with this episode. Um, this is referred to as the uh, the uh, the old geezer episode by the people that made the show. Um, okay, <laughs> because it's nothing but old people talking. That's true. Yeah. Episode. Every character is an elderly character in the entire yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for Batman. So you know, I get it. Uh, the story is Rupert Thorne. Um, his brother is a disgraced doctor who was, uh, dis. You know, whatever the has medical license revoked, right? Because he he removed a bullet from his brother's leg without reporting it. Um. And again, which is a great idea. That's a great premise for a story because you immediately feel bad for this guy, but you yeah. also, but you get it. Like, you know, it's, what are you going to do if your brother comes in and is shot? Like what, you know, like you get it. Everything that the decisions in this movie, I think were, or in this episode are really well done. Like it's, one, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not one of those episodes where characters are doing dumb stuff left and right. And you're like, why did they do that? Like, what is wrong? Everything is made. All the decisions and all the writing is very logical and makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. The, the only thing I have against this episode really is that it's one of those episodes where Batman is just off his game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that's kind of a thread with some of these episodes. Um, we'll yeah. get into more of that. But, y- yeah, he, he doesn't really do anything. No, I mean, it, it makes sense later on in the episode because they kind of establish that he has a concussion. But even yeah, early on, true, I mean. but. But yeah, even early on, he almost gets his freaking head taken off with a laser, and then yeah. and then later on, he just gets taken out by an orderly with like a gurney. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, he he, it's not his finest hour. That that's nah. for sure. Uh, the best part of this episode is Leslie Tompkins, great character, always super well done. Yeah, anytime um, she's on, yeah, yeah, d- definitely helps save this uh, helps save this character. And then the uh, the the final scene is fantastic. That, oh, that, that's the best part. Easily the highlight. Yeah, that's the highlight. Is Bruce going to uh, a uh, jailed Matthew Thorne and just asking him to tell him about his his dad? Because yeah, it turns out in the episode that they went were him, um, Matthew Thorne, Leslie Tompkins, and Thomas Wayne were all medical students together, which is a France, really yeah. good piece of uh, writing and uh, yeah, exactly. character building. And that was uh, I, I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, no, that, that was easily the best part. It's like, yeah, freaking, you know, it's like that. And then like the letter from uh, Flashpoint is, is yeah. always uh, always gets you. Oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, that that that's that's the top of the list for sure. That's the. Oh, yeah, that's the big one. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Any, anything else to talk about with this episode? 
No, I mean, it's, it's really, again, straightforward. I mean, not a, not a whole lot happens, uh, but it's fine. You know, they, they, they work with it. And yeah, bringing in Leslie Tompkins is like the heart of it always helps. Um, but no, I don't really think there's a whole lot more to talk about. Again, that's not a bad thing. It's just, yeah, one of the more, I don't know, less remarkable, but still well done episodes. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. This episode aired on September 17th, 1993. And it's got a, a 7.8 on on um, IMDb for the that's about right for the yeah. ratings for that. Um, yeah, that's, that's trivia. Not really, no. Yeah, no, <laughs> not, not not really. Uh, that's all right. Yeah, that's pretty much all there is. There's a lot more trivia in some of these other episodes, so that's for. Oh that's yes, for sure. yeah, might so as well. Let's move on to a much better episode. We got a uh, Zatanna, fan, yeah. really good episode of uh of the show, and surprisingly. And I didn't realize this. This is the first DC superhero team up in Batman the Animated Series. I had a feeling. I was, I was asking myself, wait, is this the first time we've seen like an outside of Batman type of character? It and is, yeah, other than sure the Great Ghost episode, which obviously wasn't oh, a real sure. character. This is yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely yeah. The first the first superhero team up actually. Even though this Zatanna nice. isn't quite the superhero Zatanna we 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 know later on. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, this is interesting because it's another episode uh, where we get to see Batman's past. Yeah, it's always great. Which is the it's the last time too. It's the last time in the is series we really? see a flashback of uh, tr- like young training Bruce Wayne. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Damn. And uh, so that's pretty cool. Again, you get to see Batman training um, with Zatara, famous magician and escape artist, and so <laughs> which, which always makes me think of the Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> it's like we shall call you the Zatara. Sounds fearsome. It means driftwood. <laughs> <laughs> I for, I forgot all about that. That's that, oh, that's I love right. I love that movie. Right. I, I just always think of Jacopo saying Zatara. <laughs> that's so funny. I forgot I forgot all about that. Um, oh, I love that movie. That would have made me laugh if I had remembered that. But uh, yeah, so that that's interesting, and I like how. Literally that same escape with the straitjacket and the chains inside the whatever the the tank or whatever we mm. we see Batman do that in um the uh, be a clown episode with the Joker and also and also in the uh, the trial right uh later on um he does something like that I think so yeah I think at one point he's in a straitjacket upside down but yeah no yeah a lot of uh stuff comes back. Um, later from this episode, although the coolest part, I don't know about you, is definitely got to be when, you know, uh, um, Satana is uh, doing like, you know, like, oh, I'll read your uh, future in the cards, pick a card. And of course, what card does he pick? He picks the freaking Joker. Yep. It's so good. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. That is, uh, it's, it's on it's the so nose, but too, it's awesome. You think about it. Yeah, it's like, it's very, very dark if you actually think about it. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that that's that's a great moment. But uh, you get to see Bruce watching her show, and then of course she makes a bunch of money to spear, and then it doesn't come back, and so yeah, stays disappeared. She's arrested for that, which is just so stupid. Everything in this episode is stupid. All, all that yeah, type like, of why, stuff is why, so why, dumb. You're just like, uh, really? Why, oh. why would you let someone even try to steal it or act like they are? No, it's like why? Anyway, yeah, that just. It, none of that makes any sense. Um, a no, lot of this fun. episode makes absolutely no sense. Um, the, the villain in this episode makes no sense. Um, yeah, what's, what's the same, like Montague yeah, something? Yeah, it's Montague Kane. 
And Kane, uh, yeah. he basically is just being Rachel Ghoul. He really, he's Rachel Ghoul, but debunking <laughs> magicians, but it's, basically. It's like the same voice. And apparently same look. The guy who uh did the voice of him is his name is Michael York, and he's apparently good friends with the I forgot the guy's name who did Rachel Ghoul, but they're actually friends in real uh. life. So <laughs> You know, you wow. put two and two together, and maybe that's where that comes from. Yeah. Um, he even no, calls totally him, like... he calls him detective, which is oh, the only time I've right. ever heard that, other than Rachel Ghoul. So, yeah, yeah, interesting there. But um, no, it's a it's a good episode. It's fun. I enjoy it. This the the uh, Zatanna character I think is done really well. Um, yeah, just her chemistry and working together works yeah. really well. Yeah, the, her her interaction with Batman is really well done. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, and that's that's that, that's pretty fun. There, there's some fantastic lines, um, in in this episode, but by far the best is Alfred. Again, Alfred has a couple of winners, and oh yeah, episodes. he does in the beginning, yeah. <laughs> but the best one in this one is when Bruce is like thinking about knowing Zatanna, and Alfred's kind of like, "How long has it been? You know, ten, <laughs> yeah, some years." And and Bruce is like, "Too long." It's like she'd never recognize me or whatever. He says something like that. He goes, I was a different person then. And Alfred goes, yes, intense, driven, moody. She'd never recognize you now. (laughs) (laughs) That was a perfect Alfred line. Yeah, totally. (laughs) That's so good. That's so good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's uh, that's fantastic. Um, uh, Also, Bruce um, kind of kind of kind of horny Bruce a little bit. When he's oh yeah when he's uh when he's Batman driving her around he's just like anyone anyone you want to call a friend relative a husband and you're like hmm okay <laughs> yeah, yeah Batman's definitely thirsty in this I one I see I see I see where it is and that, that's fair <laughs> enough that's more than fair um but, I guess uh, uh, Catwoman's been leaving him in the cold lately to be honest Catwoman's kind of worthless in these first few episodes oh yeah definitely unfortunately definitely not done not done justice um. Yeah, the the character design for this, I'm surprised they were able to get away with. Um, oh yeah, the freaking <laughs> underwear. <laughs> they are they are all the legs. Um, oh just, yeah, just all all of them. Um, and it's it's kind of a shame. I know a lot of people are very disappointed that there's no fishnets, but you right. gotta think about it. That would be a pain in the butt to draw. Oh totally. So I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. It was the same problem they've had with many different versions of animated Spider-Mans over the years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember as a kid, always trying to draw Spider-Man was a pain in the ass. Cause it's like, oh, I draw all the webbing. It's got to line up like, oh, that's why in the 60s TV show, just the mask and the gloves had the webbing on it and not. That's the rest right. Of the that's costume. right. Yeah. That's why um, I totally get it. So that's that's fair. But I'm still surprised they were able to pull that off. They even. They even have many different innuendo things in this episode. Um, oh yeah. Uh, like at one point, the Montague Kane is like he he's on her. kidnapping them, and he's like, "Well, maybe you could stay if you provide services or something." He says some line like that, and you're like, "Yeah, something about like, wow. like sexual bartering." It's like, like my geez, God, <laughs> how did they get away with this? I know. <laughs> um, although she does have a great line with Batman when he's like, what, what, what do you care about some le- leggy dame and nylons? Or if I answered my own question, that that's a good line. That's a good yeah. Line. Yeah. <laughs> um, this episode just like jumps off a cliff so fast though, as far as like story, cause it's just going on and you know, you know, he, 
the the debunker ends up being the bad guy who's framing her and all that stuff. Then all of a sudden he's just on a a giant wing. Yeah, he's on the he's on the theme from the world's finest. <laughs> right, which we'll see later on in uh, yep. the Batman Superman world's finest or the Batman Superman movie. Um, yeah, which we already talked about. Yeah, but hasn't aired yet. That's later no. on. So this was first, but yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. It's exactly that giant wing that like the Joker flies, and it is. That's just. It's weird. It's that whole third act is just weird. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely out there. It's like why? Okay, I get this guy is wealthy and famous from debunking, but yeah, why do you need? <laughs> why do you need the most giant, intimidating aircraft ever to make your getaway? It's like wouldn't a helicopter suffice? You would. You would think so, but it's not. Um, <laughs> we get to see people die. We see a lot of deaths in these episodes. Yeah, um, we do. Yeah, you're right. But two guys just fall out of the top of the thing. They're like however many thousand feet in the air, just into the yeah, water. We, we water you alone. The yeah, impact. water does not help you from, uh, from no. that. You, <laughs> anything above from like that high. anything above like a couple like you know fifty feet. A couple. Well, no, anything above about a hundred or so, a couple hundred feet, and there's no chance. I mean, yeah, because you like can survive. You can survive. I forgot. I don't know exactly how far it is. I'm sure it depends on luck and some other stuff. But you can survive. I think up to maybe a couple, maybe up to two hundred feet, maybe. But yeah, because yeah, a couple of people have survived. You know, falling off the Golden Gate. Yeah, it just all depends. Yeah. But yeah, the higher you go, and then the- you can regularly survive fine, uh, like a hundred feet, um, up to yeah. about a hundred feet, because people, cl- you know, the, all the cliff divers and stuff like that. But um. Yeah, you can't then, fall also, thousands of feet off of like a plane into the water and just be fine. And, that, that well, and then work. also being in the middle of the ocean where you're just gonna drown. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not gonna. Yeah, matter. so they're definitely dead. Yeah, they're dead. Um, <laughs> but it's still kind of cool. The action's pretty cool about how they get thrown out of the plane and grab onto that whatever the that weird rope ladder thing, it's like or, cargo net. Yeah, yeah, the, the net that's cool. And then he uses like a chain, his whip, which is cool and. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that stuff is cool. Um, but yeah, and then of course they they capture him. And I do like how uh, Zatanna comes over and she doesn't even do magic or anything. She just punches him in the face. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was a good. No, I, I, I like Zatanna in this. Yeah, definitely not like you typically see her nowadays in the comics, but works in the context of this show at least. You know, they kind of have to nerf her a little bit. Yeah, and she'll come back. I mean, obviously she's a part yeah. of the Justice League later. Um, of course, but. Uh, but a good episode. It's a good episode, and it's a good character. Yeah, like Again, the yeah. chemistry is good. It's like Batman with Catwoman. It just it works. It's it's totally. it's good chemistry and a, and a well written character, I think. And it yeah, adds to Batman's backstory too, which is does which a is good job good. of that too. Yeah, yeah. So definitely a good episode with uh, with um, Zatanna. So uh, Zatanna aired February second, nineteen ninety three, and it has an eight rating on okay. IMDb. So. Fair, fairly high rating for it, which is which is fair. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely fine. Ah, oh, crap. What? I just exited out of the trivia thing. Ah, damn you. I know, I know. I didn't mean to. That's all right. Hang on, let me pull this back up. All right, I got it up again. All right, now for the tr- uh, some of the trivia with this. We've already talked about some of the stuff, but one of the interesting ones is the, the guy who does the voice of Zatara. It's uh, Vincent Schiavelli, I think. I don't know how to read whatever that is but uh, i think it's chevelli italian i'm sure and um he's one of only five actors from batman the animated series who also appeared in one of the four burton schumacher live action batman movies 
Oh, who's he, he was, playing? Uh, he was in Batman Returns. I don't know. Oh, oh that's unfortunate. Of, he, of all movies, he plays something in in Batman in Batman Returns. So, um, that's I might have known if it was any of the other movies I've seen more than a handful of times. You know, right, right. Even Batman and Robin, I've seen more than sure. Batman Batman Returns. Um, I'm ashamed to say, but yeah. Uh, let's see. So yeah, I, I, they, I, again, we've talked about it before with the, with the flashbacks, um, and they talk, you know, Alfred talks about 10, it being 10 or 12 years since then, which is cool. Cause it just, I mean, it just gives you a timeline a little bit yeah. about how long it's been, you know, kind of an age range or whatever. So that, that shows all the different cool. places he went. Like he just wasn't with, you know, sensei the whole time or whatever. Well, and at, in that, you know, that. Um, in the timeline of things, he trained with Zatar before going to Japan because at the end he's leaving there to go to Japan. Yeah, so it works out. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. That's pretty cool. Um. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. We've already yeah. touched on all the other stuff that's on here, but um, still pretty cool. Yeah, good episode. Good episode. Good episode. For sure. All right, moving on to a very strange episode. We have the mechanic. Um, is this a strange episode? Yeah. And is there more of an episode of just why, why did we need this than this episode? What, what person someone... alive was like, you know what I want to know? What does Batman do when the car breaks down? No one wanted <laughs> to know this. No one, no one is looking for this information. I think it was just more of like a, a appreciation episode for the Batmobile in general is what I can think of. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. Which in that context is fine. But yeah, it, it really does come across like, oh, let's let's kind of explore the more, you know, mundane aspects of being Batman. Like, yeah. How do you get parts for the Batmobile? It's like, I don't, we don't, I don't want to know. Like, yeah, no. it already doesn't make any sense. Like, we don't. We don't want to think about it. Just he has a Batmobile and it's yeah. cool. There it is. Yeah, that, and, that's all you need. And, and, and he fixes it in the Batcave. That's all you need. Right. Or maybe like you have Lucius Fox help him fix it. Not some other random character we've uh, never seen before. Again, again. And I thought about this too. This is an interesting thing. Lucius Fox was never like the cue of Batman until the Nolan movies. Like, right. That was never part of that character. That was no. totally different and totally made up. For the for the Nolan movies, which is interesting because yeah. we've seen because basically this guy, er, uh, Earl, is almost being like a Lucius Fox character. Oh, totally. And clearly, I think, would be considered inspiration for what Christopher Nolan did later. Yeah, I would be surprised. Um, uh, th- that That's the best part of this mo- this episode is that that character's awesome. The, the Earl yeah. Cooper character is fantastic. Really good character, really well done character. I think a very interesting character. Um, I I like him a lot. That that that's the best part of this episode for me. Um, the problem is this episode. The whole episode is based off of a bad joke from Batman Returns. Yeah, that, that is a problem. This episode is devoted to like retconning and callbacks to Batman Returns, which is never a strong suit. That's all it is. It's literally they made a whole episode over the scene of Penguin sabotaging the Batmobile and then controlling somehow. Him. Yeah, that that was that's all this episode is, and that's just horrible. I like Penguin fine, yeah. um, but 
Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, also, it, 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 how stupid is that? Ba- okay, because, uh, you know, go ahead. I want to talk about something else in a second, but go ahead. It, it definitely kind of feels like, uh, oh, well, the only thing wrong in Batman Returns, because as we've said before, everyone seems to love that movie inexplicably. But it definitely felt like they're like, oh, the only thing wrong was how are they able to just tap into the Batmobile so easily? So what do we? It's kind of like this is like the Rogue One <laughs> of like Batman Returns. It's a whole episode devoted to one little plot hole. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's fair. That's it totally a good point. is. That's a good point. Yeah. It's literally like let's let's have them hack into the Batmobile, but we'll show how much more effort it would take and stuff. It's like I I didn't need that <laughs> instead of pushing a button. Oh, good. Gosh. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, yeah, so this this can we just talk about how stupid this episode is? How dumb is Batman? Like, is Batman the dumbest person in the world? Because uh, he, he's he's pretty bad in this episode. W- one, the way the Batmobile gets wrecked is dumb. Right, that's dumb. I mean, you can clearly two, see the bridge is there. What is wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, hit the brakes or accelerate. Like one of the two, and then right? yeah. And then the way in which Penguin discovers Good or his henchman discovers. Like, are, are you an idiot? Are you actually an idiot? Because clearly yeah. he is. He's like, clearly did, did you, stupid. Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the biggest brain fart we've ever seen Batman have in this show, at least. Yeah. How they, they find out the, uh, the mechanics location because they track all the parts because he just orders every part needed for the Batmobile just from the same company at the same time and it all corresponds with every other time the batman the batmobile's been wrecked so wow They're just which again going back to the batman begins is kind of something they they go out of their way to explain where it's like you know oh we got to order the parts for right, the cow that's all great yeah oh it was, well we need to order 10,000 of them to make sure that it doesn't look suspicious whereas like in this episode nope he probably just signs it like Bruce Wayne <laughs> when he orders the parts it's like oh shit well that's the only thing where at least he's smart enough to not reveal his identity and he even, he even, he even has lines where he's saying like he has multiple like financial backers Shell companies yeah, so, yeah. no 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 not that like he, at the beginning at some point um, he is told I think when Earl is telling Penguin like the his backstory, um, uh, well, like when when Batman found him, he had he had a line about having like financial backers, so it's not doesn't seem like it's just one person. I don't know, like at least oh, yeah, some of yeah, that sorry. stuff was tried was tried to be. At least he was smart Somewhat enough smart. some of that stuff, but it's just like man, how dumb. And then by the end, you're like, really, you are just doing this now, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then even then, Missy's like, "Okay, now I've learned my lesson. I probably shouldn't have just been that obvious." Like, no kidding. Yeah, Again, no world, world's on. greatest detective. You're Batman. Good gosh. Yeah, you you gotta do better than that, Bruce. That's that just reminds me of Real Genius, where he's uh, it's when Val Kilmer's character is like in his underwear walking around after in the morning, and. uh <laughs> Where Mitch's character saw Laszlo go into the closet and he comes out and he's just like, you know, there's a guy living in our closet. And he's like, you've seen oh, him. Yeah. You've seen him, too. He goes, yeah. <laughs> why does he why does he go in there? And he goes, well, why do you go in there? He goes, well, to get my clothes. But that's not why he goes in there. He's like, of course not. Your clothes would never fit him. He's twice your size. Come <laughs> on, Mitch. Thinks a big guy like that would wear his clothes 20 points higher than me. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's what makes me think of that with that episode it's just like ugh. 
You're 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 an idiot, Batman. Come on. You're you're smart. Yeah, it's it's very very out of character. Um Paul Williams is great as the penguin, as always. Um I'm glad sure. they toned down the penguin stuff a little bit in this even though they made it a Batman Returns episode, they still toned yeah. down the penguin some from what we've seen before. The penguin is really very poorly done up until this point. It's a little bit better in this episode. He's bit. not as squawk, weird, lunatic as we normally see him. He's more menacing and actually smarter, I think, in That's this true. episode. So that's better. yeah, more, more of an actual crime bro- yeah. a crime boss and some weirdo recluse in a you know in the sewers definitely yeah, yeah especially the last one birds of a feather where he's like trying to date Veronica Vreeland that weird, yeah that awful episode um I mean he still had the giant duck boat well, thing which yeah again the, the, from that but but that scene was great where he, sure, he puts yeah. the guy from the shipping company or from the the parts company the auto yeah, parts the guy thing, who finds the, the, and kills the clue or whatever him. yeah oh yeah just flushes Definitely him down the drain him. totally kills yeah, again him. another death another death i don't know how they're getting away with this but. yeah I, I guess yeah i guess i guess it involves water and you leave it somewhat ambiguous it's okay i guess but uh that was great i like that scene a lot i like that guy a lot that guy was funny um, yeah, poor guy. It's like I, I gave you the the golden goose. It's like I pretty much gave you not his identity, but the next best thing is like, okay, yeah, now you're gonna die. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that guy was that guy was funny. Uh, I thought that was poor bastard. Was good, but um, yeah. So you know, he needs to get his car fixed, and then Penguin finds them and sabotages it, and then doesn't just crash him or blow it up right away. He just drives around for forever for Batman and Robin. Yeah, kind to of toys him. And uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, and then they escape. Batman well, also doesn't realize that Earl is giving him a hint. Yeah, that's the other good point. He, it takes him a long time for as obvious as Earl was being for it's Batman like, to pick up on it. Come on, man. Like, come on. Yeah, Earl's like, come on, dude. Like, how, uh, how thick are you? He's like, in the basement. Again, <laughs> <laughs> Batman, not, not smart. Uh, yeah, all. really off his game. Not smart. It is funny how many episodes watching all this where it's like you know what batman's kind of an idiot (laughs) every now and then it's like the writers have to kind of nerf him otherwise you know it's like he can't figure everything out it's not as bad as in the superman animated series when they literally made superman like nothing oh yeah he he gets like beaten up every freaking episode they they make him and they did it on purpose like it's not it's not like a mistake like they did it on purpose they're like superman's too powerful we need to make him not powerful um you kind of have to yeah eventually but every now and then you're just like ah come on man world's greatest detective let's let's go but uh yeah pull it back a little bit but you know you get it Uh, one cool thing in this episode is you do get to see like an original uh, other design for this Batmobile, yeah, uh, yeah, the giant see, bat like, head the on the 30s, front, like the '30s Batmobile, and yeah, you know, which is cool. Yeah, well, that is cool because Earl in this built the whole Batmobile. Now that I like, I like the yeah, idea like, of like, someone else having to build the whole car. I totally buy that. I don't buy yeah. the fact that Batman brings it to a mechanic every time it needs. <laughs> yeah, <things>. yeah, <laughs> for but, you know, Batman can change his own oil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that I don't quite buy, but I do, uh, I do like the fact that he like designed it. That that's cool. I, I, yeah. I, I thought that was good. Yeah, whereas like yeah, Batman already had a Batmobile, but it's like no, I I made some improvements, brought in like a different take, and it's like okay, yeah, Batman can take this, you know, adopt it. I like that. And then at the end, it it gets destroyed. When they drive it off the parking garage and then they escape with the bat hang gliders. gliders. Um, yeah. 
And then at the end, he's like, oh, I'm going to build you another one. I have this whole design. And actually, if you look up at his shop, you can see the design for something that resembles the updated Batmobile in the new new Batman Adventures. Oh, I didn't see that. I need but to go yet, back. in the next episode, it's the same Batmobile. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I'm like, wait, Nothing was yeah, updated. I think from now on, like, I'm pretty sure it's the same design. It is. It's the same yeah. one. So what a tease. Yeah, kind of a little false, false promise there. Uh, Earl didn't okay. quite I mean, change things. He just kind of, he, he got started and was like, you know what? I'm just going to go back to the old one. <laughs> this is you easier. You almost got my daughter killed, yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, I would probably be more upset, but uh, luckily I love this design so much, so it's not a bad thing. No, no. Um, I, I, I personally do like the other design better. My, my favorite Batmobile design oh, really? is in the new Batman Adventures. Yeah, I think that's the best okay. looking Batman uh, Batmobile. But this one, this one's awesome. So I got, oh, I, yeah. I love this one. Um. Yeah, so uh, obviously a lot of the trivia stuff of this episode is stuff we've already talked about again. Um, although this is interesting. This is the only time that Batman and Robin um, are in an episode with Penguin. Like like, uh, huh. it, like like with just Penguin. So that's, uh, that's okay, yeah. interesting. interesting. Um, no, no. At the end when Penguin gets captured and he's uh, cleaning license plates and there's oh, the yeah. one that says one bat for you. Well, I don't know if you noticed. I never noticed this before, but Underneath, it says the dark deco state. Like, you know how uh, license plates have like the little slogan for whatever the yeah, state. Yeah, like a state. state yeah. Well, this says the dark deco state um, for, for Gotham, which is yeah. what the uh, what the the people behind the scenes used to call the art style because it's art oh, deco, sure. but they, yeah, yeah. they made it all, you know, dark and especially early on on like black paper and stuff. So they called it dark deco. Uh, oh, okay. The, the yeah, I saw it. like a glimpse of it, but it, yeah, I didn't put it together. That's cool. Yep. So that's uh, so that's why. Um. Oh yeah, I forgot about. I do like the beginning of this episode when the penguins goons are are, are being chased by Batman, and the one just turns out and just starts shooting a machine gun <laughs> yeah. at, at the Batmobile, and Robin's just like, "Is he kidding?" <laughs> yeah, Batman's <laughs> like, "Yeah, he might be new." <laughs> that was funny. That was, that was a good funny. line. Yeah, yeah. That made me laugh. Um, let's see. Oh, um, in the I don't know. I know you're a video game person, kind of. I don't know if you played Arkham bit. Knight, but uh, I haven't. No, that's the new one. Apparently, well, it's not really new now. Wouldn't it come out like 2016? Um, it was the last of the Arkham games. But uh, apparently in Arkham Knight, across the street from the Bank of Gotham in Chinatown, there's an auto shop called Earl Cooper Auto Repair. Oh, wow. So, nice. So they put that in Arkham Knight, which is cool. That is cool. Uh, yeah, because I think that was the first one that actually had the... Um, no, I think Arkham Origins brought in the Batmobile. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. So a couple, that's cool, a couple yeah. cool uh, trivia things with that one. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that episode aired on January 24th, 1993, and has a 7.7 rating on IMDb. All right. Okay. Now moving on to one of the more well-loved episodes from a lot of people on the show. Oh, definitely. We have uh, Harley and Ivy, the final episode on the second volume of batman the animated series and um ian what is your what what is your thoughts on this episode the first ever team up between harley quinn and uh poison ivy they've never even been on screen together before no um i'm i'm fine with this episode i I don't love it as much as everybody else um and it's like when you think of it 
just like, you know, when it came out, the kind of, I don't know, motivation behind it. Like you appreciate a lot more, whereas now people have taken it. I feel like in, in Snowball where people are always like hinting at this lesbian romance between Harley and Poison yeah. Ivy, which is just dumb. Because in this episode, like you, you don't get that at all. They're completely platonic. It's yeah. like now we're both you know, strong women who need to carve our own way. We live together, but they kind of bigger like roommates. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I like it. It works. Um, again, when you think about an episode where Batman is pretty much not in it, um, yeah. yep. they, it's still, they still do a good job of, of actually making it interesting. And, you know, you don't lose your interest. So I, I don't know. What do you think? Oh, uh, no, I, I like this episode. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I don't, I don't quite like it as much as everyone else because I don't look at it as a lot of people try to look at this episode, which I think is wrong. Yeah. Um, oh, totally. I, I enjoy this episode for what it is and what it was supposed to be a lot. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, no, I think it's definitely it's definitely a strong episode. It's definitely one of the stronger episodes. It's definitely the best episode of these four. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting dynamic between the two characters. And now it's it's something we're so used to that yeah. it's you know they just have that whatever animated show um on hbo oh, now God, yeah um which everyone i've never i haven't watched it but everyone loves it um yeah i'm not watching it but uh so it's interesting to see the first time that ever happened and and kind of yeah. how it happens and it all makes sense it's written very well into, yeah, into yeah. this story obviously it's a paul dini episode um sure which is i mean uh, pretty much all harley quinn episodes and um sure so I, I like that. I also, the Joker is phenomenal in this episode. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> because they humanize him for really kind of the first time in, yeah. in the show. Which, which, again, I watched this episode with the commentary with Paul Dini, Bruce Tim, and um, uh, Boyd Kirkland, the director. Ah, I should have done that, yeah. Man, Boyd Kirkland, I think, passed away recently. Wow, sad. I don't remember. I think I think he might have. But, um, so that was pretty, and that was one of the things that they were saying was uh um i just i could i totally blanked on my line of thought what was i talking about commentary boy kirkland yeah before that like right as uh, i was talking with them talking about the episode paul dini crap i don't remember god damn i had i had i had a train of thought and it's gone um oh something about humanizing the joker oh yeah that's what it was uh, yeah, and that was one of the things they were looking to do because the Joker is such a larger than life, big force of nature character sure. that they kind of were looking and they liked that element of kind of almost, a, yeah, I mean, he's completely emasculated in this episode and yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of one of the things they, they kind of liked putting like the Joker having human problems, like, you know, he, <laughs> he can't find his socks <laughs> his, his place is a mess right right because harley's gone so just adding those elements to the character they thought were were interesting and i agree and, uh, and i, I totally agree to, too and you get to have mark hamill playing up these things which is just perfect oh, every time he's so funny he's so funny in this episode <laughs> no yeah i think that's what really works is that the the premise and like the the circumstances of why Harley and Poison Ivy end up together is what works really well. The whole, you know, Joker's just had it with her because, I mean, he, I mean, it's the most abusive relationship there is. Yeah. But even at the heart of this abusive relationship is this two-way codependency. Um, 
that we finally see from the Joker's perspective as well. But then like, yeah, him kicking her out and her being spiteful, but then also like lost is totally makes sense. Whereas like, if it was just her being like, you know what, Mr. J I've had enough of you and like running off and to be like, you know, I am woman, hear me roar. Then it'd be like, when you emasculate the Joker in that regard, that would feel gimmicky and dumb. And you're kind of, you know, kind of ruining the character a little bit. Whereas, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to avoid the elephant in the room, but that's exactly it. I mean, you look at the difference between the 90s and now, and you see how this type of story is handled now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. Um, again, this is another episode where I'm shocked they were able to get away with as much as they were able to. I, I still yeah. can't believe it. I mean, just doing a whole episode about domestic abusive relationship. like just That's a gamble, general, man. Not, not even as in like standards and practice thing, but just as an episode of a children's TV show. Like, yeah. How, how does like that get a- approved? It's so, and again, it, it it's so adult, but not necessarily in like an inappropriate way, but just, it's so, it's such an adult theme. Yeah. That is just weird being in a kid's episode, kid's TV show. No, totally. And it also just shows you the strength of all the freaking supporting characters in the Batman universe where yeah. it was like, yeah, Batman's barely in this. But you're so enthralled with yeah, humanizing the villain just just enough to you know not ruin his his you know insanity and his, his fear that he you know he uh, oozes and then Harley obviously this completely tragic but also very uh, at the same time kind of likable but yeah. also very irredeemable character. No, it's, it's it just yeah it just shows you how good his freaking rogues gallery and supporting cast is. Whereas yeah, you can have a whole. Uh, episode maybe not a feature film but yeah. definitely an episode that explores it you know yeah yeah no one 100 percent um also the animation in this episode is great um, yeah it did look good th- this is i forgot the names of all the animation studios but this was like one of the first ones with like a different animation studio and and they mm. even but even the studio got help from like another like background studio oh, okay I, and even like uh, Paul Dini and Bruce Tim, they were talking about it where they, they start, they got the, the footage and were shocked at some the way some of the stuff looked because, and they were, they were saying they didn't know if this company had, uh, uh, were able to like had a favor owed to them from, from this other one or something like that. So like the backgrounds were done by a totally different, like higher end, company again i don't remember the names of the of the animation studios in japan but um no yeah yeah but it this is a very well done like the animation stands out um yeah not not that the animation is ever bad but you definitely notice some lesser animated episodes than others yeah i mean especially with like you know technology now of like the picture you could i mean it's cool but you know, you can for some of the other episodes, like I can see like the pencil lines and like well, the it's, shading. And it's it's uh, to me, it's even less that it's just more of the movement with the way a lot of stuff flows. Yeah. You see, in some of the pre- m- m- uh, previous episodes we've talked about today, it's been more of a, a stretchy, cartoony animation yeah. than, as far as crisp, whatever. And this is like super crisp and super. Oh fluid. yeah, it's it's really well done. Um, the movement's really, really good. It looks really nice. Apparently, this is the first time and the only time the poison, the poison Ivan, the poison Ivy character was animated <laughs> to spec. 
Apparently, huh. all the other times it had been off from what the actual drawings were. Oh, um, weird. At least that. in little ways. But this is apparently the first time it was like perfect with the way it was. The character was designed. Um, which and, definitely and looked they, good, yeah. Which they were saying on the commentary, and, and they don't know why, but somehow it just was a hard character to animate the, the way it was designed. Um, like one of the things was in a lot of the other episodes, she's like kind of Amazon like looking, but they never wanted her to be like that. They wanted her to be smaller. And in this one, they, they have her smaller, like she's smaller than Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um, so just little things like that. So that was interesting um, huh. with uh, with this, just how how good that looks. Um, oh, that one looks good. Yeah. You, you have Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy li- living in a toxic waste dump, um, <laughs> which makes sense for poison Ivy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's immune to, you know, poisons and whatever. So Gases, why not? Yeah. You know what? All it takes is a shot. And then Harley Quinn is fine too. Cause I guess sure. it's that easy to just, Im- you know, immune yourself from all of toxic <laughs> waste. Right. Um, <laughs> so that's fun. Um, also whenever they're there, they're just like lounging with no pants on and just shirts I did notice that. Yeah, that's that's definitely. It feels like a uh, like men writing this, just assuming that's what <laughs> girls well, do when they're. I I disagree because I think this actually is pretty accurate to to that. But I'm just I can't believe it was allowed. Oh, I, I can't believe the one scene where, where they're in the car and then they pull up to like the the douchey frat guys and the guys like, oh, you're gonna spank us? I was like, <laughs> well, my god. Yeah, uh, th- that's what. The, the guys on the commentary were saying, too, they couldn't believe they got away with that with that. Also, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> the funniest part with that is those those three characters are um, Bruce, Tim, Paul Dini and um, Boyd Kirkland. I thought I thought a couple <laughs> of them sounded familiar. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they did the voices of them, but but the character design was of was of was of them. Oh, really? Because it sounded like Bruce Tim a little bit. It's, I forget which it one. It probably but was Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim in almost every episode. Um, That's true. Yeah. In, in one way or another. Um, I, I don't think they're credited or anything. Um, oh, okay. It, it, I, I'm not sure if it actually is them or not, but, but the, the character design was definitely them. And so that, <laughs> that's pretty funny. I, I think that that's funny. funny. And then oh, totally. that, that's such a great part of the episode too, though, because they, they just blow their car up. <laughs> it pulls up a bazooka or whatever. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. Again, like compare that to a scene, like how it would be done nowadays so over the top and just ugh. whereas like you, you didn't think about it like that in those days like oh these are just some immature douchebags and it's a funny scene but now it'd be like so serious and had to be like political statement it's like no just make it fun just, just blow up their car like just exactly to say anything else just you guys are dicks <laughs> that's because oh, like you because there's like a scene like that in freaking captain marvel where like, some guy tells her to smile and she like steals his bike and it's like what, what? like that that's it uh, okay. Yeah. Also, there's Maybe. a difference. She's supposed to be a good guy. These these are bad guys. That good point. Yeah, that's that's the other good point. So yeah, you expect Harley Quinn to be unstable and right. destructive, but yeah, our hero is stealing people's bikes because they tell her to smile. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's dumb. That's a good point. Yeah, totally. So that's that that's great. Um. Okay. Uh, yeah, Batman doesn't show up till 15 minutes into the 22 minute episode. We did not crazy. see Batman until until after they blow up those guys' car. That that's the first time we see Batman. Yeah, that's right. Episode. Yeah, and then we get 
another Alfred Jim when Batman's <laughs> in the Batcave and he's going through all the files of Poison Ivy and, and, and Harley Quinn and Alfred just comes walking in choosing a weekend date, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and Batman unfazed. He doesn't even comment on it. He just goes right yeah. into what he was <laughs> he was researching. He's like, yeah, I'm not even going to dignify that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Alfred's the best. It's killing it lately. Oh, man. He's got winners in these episodes, man. That's great. Um, I, I, I hope Andy Serkis has some of that in him. I'm sure he will. I do, too. We, we haven't gotten a ton of that with, with our live-action Alfreds. Um, there, there's Michael, a couple, Michael Caine has some good ones. Yeah, yeah. Michael Caine does have a few um, a few good ones. But, but before that, no. But Michael Caine doesn't have that dry wit, though, at all. He's too emotional. Like, um, his, in the third and, one, definitely. No, in, uh, all, in the second in one, all of them, he's. But that's just that's the character, and that's fine. It's great. Like we, you know, we we we. Yeah, love he's that. the heart, but, definitely in the Nolan movies. Yeah. But you know, I love more of the kind of emotionless, just total deadpan, just but as sharp as attack with yeah, the yeah. Alfred, like it is in this animated series. I mean, that is just. That's yeah, I mean, again, like kind of like the bat suit. I wish we had gotten more of um Jeremy Irons. I Alfred. That was, that was he one had of the shining parts. One hundred percent had that in in those totally. in those movies. I totally agree. One by far one of my favorite parts of those Snyder movies was uh, Jeremy oh, yeah. Irons as Alfred was was fantastic. Definitely disappointing. We didn't get more of that. Yeah, which is another thing where you make a solo Batman movie, you morons. You don't. Don't shove it into every. Anyway, I can't believe that. I still cannot believe they did that. Um, yeah, and, and the fact that people act like make nothing a man was steel, wrong. You make a Batman movie, like it's just why? Anyway, I still because they got cold feet. Yeah, we can talk about that in a whole, whole other time. We've talked about it many times. Um, all right. So then Batman, of course, tracks him down and uh, is gonna take them down to Harley and Ivy in Toxic Acres and. Um, he gets he gets bested though pretty easily. Um, yeah, yeah. Kind of still off his game. Another not not finest Batman moment. Um, and but again, uh, this really isn't a Batman episode. Yeah, although to be fair, Batman has a lot of trouble with her, with um, uh, Poison Ivy. He he's pretty much captured every episode with her. Like she she she's she, pretty she's, successful. She, yeah, she's come pretty close I to mean, killing him. Plants are hard for a human being to fight. I guess <laughs> you don't have any superpowers. It's kind of yeah, it's not the yeah. easiest thing to fight. So that that's fair. Um, so they 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 chain him in all these vacuum cleaners and mixers and <laughs> coffee makers and stuff like that, which is funny. And uh, they take his his breathing mask off that he had on because again, Batman's not an idiot. He's going to toxic waste place. He's putting this like filtered mask on. Yeah, smart. And then throw him into a the giant river of toxic waste. <laughs> and he doesn't die. Uh, I, I don't know. He's somehow. dead. I'm sorry. He's dead. He's dead. Yeah, I mean, he's in get... thing, toxic waste, breathing in toxic waste. He's dead. Yeah, I mean, because even then, like, yeah, parts of his suit, like his mouth and nose, are exposed. Right. It's like, yeah, he he's no, he's dead. But then he's fine. Not even does he not dead. He's fine. It's like he took a yeah, yeah. he took a swim in the river. That he he should look like the one guy from RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Just melting. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. He should turn into Swamp Thing. Like it's. <laughs> yeah. So that that always gets me. I'm just like, and even they said that in the commentary. They're like, yeah, Batman would be dead. Like, what are we doing? Like, he would he would 100 be dead. So that that's yeah. It's like he could just done a different death trap, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was 
yeah, that's a little little weak, but yeah, it's fine. Um, but yeah, also, what are the what are the rules with toxic waste? It's like, does anybody know? Yeah, it's like quicksand. You know, there's, there's yeah. no rules, just whatever it needs. Or, or to time be. travel. It's like yeah, we have yeah, no concept exactly. of exactly how it works. Uh, so then, of course, Joker tracks him down because Harley decides to call Joker again because she's not over him. So that's great. And oh, uh, yeah, kind of like that battered, battered housewife syndrome, you know? Yeah, the Stockholm syndrome. That's exactly what it sure, is. Sure, sure. And um, so he call she calls him and Joker's able to track them down to the toxic waste thing. And when they come in after dumping Batman into the river, they're all just in there and have made themselves at home, which is uh, just fantastic. And then you have Poison <laughs> Ivy just as cool as a cucumber just walking around being like you know we're uh on a giant thing of toxic waste and you guys aren't gonna last very long and the two henchmen were just eating the guy's like just spits it out just like ah (laughs) (laughs) that's great also just the moment when she just grabs that chair and just sits on the chair like backwards is just like fantastic that is yeah she she's a baller in this episode it's pretty cool to see her like you know actually a, a serious like commendable villain yeah that that's a great moment and it looks great again the animation is so good with this episode it there's is. so many little things again which is a uh, uh a tribute to to these directors and and animators it, it um oh, there's totally. so many little moments like when harley quinn is getting the shot like her legs are kicking like it's just there's all these yeah. little character moments that are really well done and they pointed out a lot of these watching them with commentary which was cool and mm. uh but that that's one that they they loved was her sitting backwards on that chair and then just kind of rocking it back and forth, almost like a little girl. Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. And and they said that's and she's like facing the camera. So they said it's very difficult. That's a very difficult thing to animate. And yeah. um, it just I don't know. It, it adds to this like swagger that she just has throughout this whole oh, totally. episode. Um, again, it's the straight up, you know, vamp character. Um and uh, just done really, really well. Uh, the Joker yeah. looks really weird in this scene. Hey, the animation is totally different, and they comment on that. They're like, yeah, they didn't follow the the like character design, design at all. They just totally change it. So he looks yeah, kind it's of weird. weird. Um, I noticed it a little bit, yeah. And then, of course, he tries to use the flower on her, but it doesn't work because she's immune to she poisons. Immune. And then she kicks him in the balls. But yeah, <laughs> they, they cut away because it's not allowed with standards and practices. But like you can yeah, clearly can't tell, and then we give Mark Hamill just giving a get him. <laughs> it's just <laughs> so funny. That is so well done. That is such he a great it. delivery. That is the best delivery of this whole episode. That is one of Mark Hamill's best deliveries in the whole series. It is. Oh, it's I agree. Perfect. It's so funny. <laughs> and it's just one of that's one of those brilliant ways to get around again wh- when there are limits when there are censorship in some way it, it leads to, to creativity and, sure. and and that's one of those examples that's 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 totally. even better than you know any other way they could have done it yeah yeah yeah. and then of course you get the end where they, they they're escaping after joker blows up all of toxic acres because shooting a machine gun on a toxic waste dump <laughs> Uh, which that looks beautiful too. Those explosions look amazing. Uh, yeah, they again, do. Yeah, again, we've said it already. The animation's amazing in this episode. Um, oh, yeah. And then of course Harley and Ivy are escaping. Uh, I love how they just run right through the Joker's car. That's funny. And um, <laughs> and then of course the only one who can stop him is Renee Montoya, and that's that. That's a, that's a nice ending of uh, yeah. 
of the episode. That that's a good because we've seen her throughout the whole episode chasing him down the the cop yeah yeah cop her name Montoya and then she's able to get him in at the end. So that's that's pretty. That's and, pretty it, cool. and it doesn't place an ivy. Also say like like no man is gonna oh, yeah. stop us or something. Oh yeah. So it works no out. man can take us prisoner. And uh, of course, well she's not wrong. But, yeah, straight out of uh, Alien out of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, I know. Although this was before that, but well, no, not totally. before the book, but before the movie. But nah. um, yeah, exactly. That's that's pretty great. Also, we have oh, I forgot about this line. The line when um, uh, they're like, oh, I bet when they have Batman captured, they're like, oh, I bet you didn't expect to be captured by two women. And he's just like, man or woman, a sick mind is capable of anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Batman, Batman is an equal opportunist. Yeah, but that, again, that's not as good as that line from the, the Red Claw episode when he's like, oh, I'm an yeah. equal opportunity crime fighter. That's a great line. That That's like a Batman. That's like an Adam West Batman line. That's how good. That oh, is. absolutely. That's great. Um, it's not quite that good, but it's still it's still pretty good. Yeah, you can imagine that was saying it though, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um anyway, that's uh that's pretty good. Although and then the ending with they're in jail and, and Harley Quinn's still like, I think we can work it out with her and the <laughs> Joker and Harley Quinn just being fed up with her is great. Mm-hmm. That's uh that's really funny. But yeah, this is a good episode. This is a really it good episode. This is a good episode. yeah. It's Again, really Paul cool. Paul Dini is able to, to do the impossible and actually pull off episodes that really don't have the Batman in it or focus too much on him somehow. Yeah, he is. He's, he's the master when it comes to writing for this show. That's for sure. Uh, it's oh, yeah. impossible to argue. All right. Let's see. There's some interesting things with this episode. Um, obviously this is the first time we get the Harley and Ivy, um, team up, which is of course, super popular now. Yeah, um, for the wrong reasons. The right. Uh, the scene where um, Poison Ivy reveals her car is apparently a tribute to a similar scene from Tim Burton's Batman, um, which I don't get. Apparently, that's a trivia thing, but I, I'm trying to think of when that happened. Yeah, I'm racking my brain. I'm not quite sure. I can't think of hmm. when when it did. But um, take their word for it. Also, the uh, Joker having that long barrel gun that Harley gives him at the beginning. Oh, yeah, that was clear. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a little bit of a Tim Burton thing. Oh, God. Uh, let's see. I mean, the, the license plate on Poison Ivy's car is Rosebud, um, <laughs> which apparently Citizen Kane was one of the inspirations for uh, Mask of the Phantasm for Alan Burnett um, writing huh. that story. It was a part of. A, I guess I can kind of see it. Damn. Yeah, which is which is fair. I mean, that, that I can see it. I can see it a little bit. Um, sure. I, you know, Ivy says the this could be start of a beautiful friendship. Got the Casablanca line in there. So, man, Citizen Kane and Casablanca, one movie. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Again, to, to put in kid show. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, apparently, this is uh, Arlene Sorkin's favorite episode of uh, Batman the Animated Series. The Harley, ah, Harley, Harley, Quinn, Harley Quinn voice actress, who's just phenomenal. She's so good. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, there, there's a few mistakes that, again, the episode, the part when Batman is going through the files of, uh, Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn in the Batcave, uh, he, he's typing on no keyboard. So oh, nice. I <laughs> that's, know. that's pretty funny. <laughs> it's just a flat <laughs> nothing on it and he's typing. So that's nice. That's, uh, <laughs> that's very funny. But, um, anyway, also, uh, at the beginning, Harley Quinn is when she's, um, robbing the museum when her and poison ivy meet she like licks her finger to check the wind but she has gloves on so oh, and you're in a building too. right and you're inside so i 
I think that was I think that was the point of that. Uh, it might uh, just been a joke, yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's just a couple things with that episode. This episode is actually ranked um 11th on the wow. all time rankings on IMDb according to user uh user rating. It has an eight point seven. And um wow. Well, I mean, I mean, I know people love it. I mean, there are one, two, three, four, five. There's five episodes that have eight point sevens, but um, it, it's put at the eleventh spot on here. The other ones are uh, the Laughing Fish, uh, Part One of Robin's Reckoning, Harley Quinnade, and Feet of Clay Part Two. Those are the other eight point seven ratings. Okay. Uh, yeah, well. Animated series. So, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a good episode. Yeah, we just don't quite hail it as much as everybody else does nowadays. Yeah, but I have no problem with that. No, no. Uh, this episode aired on January 18th, 1993. So, again, I think this is the earliest episode air date of these four that we've talked about, which is interesting. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um... Yeah, well, that's uh, that's all four of those episodes. And then we'll move on to uh, volume three when we come back yeah. to uh, the animated series. But next week, we're going to go back to Adam West Batman, which will be nice Got to re- revisit after it being a very long time since that. The last yeah, time we did the very underrated Minstrel episodes, which yeah, were fantastic. Yeah, that's going to be a tough act to follow. Yeah, but, but, but... Guess who we get to uh, spend some more time with? I uh, know it's not the Riddler, right? So nope. we don't get to see the Riddler uh, until season know. three. Yeah, I don't know. King Tut. Oh, okay, we okay, get, that's we get not some bad. More uh, Vincent Bruno and uh, King Tut. So we got the spell of Tut, and Tut's case is shut. So we're back to the rhyming, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to that. So that'll be fun. That'll yeah, be that's fun. That's not bad. So that'll okay. be next week's episodes. Um, we're going, of course, back to that. When we do get back to the animated series, we're starting volume three, and it'll be the two-parter Shadow of the Bat and then Blind as a Bat. Those will be the three oh, okay. that we uh, that we tackle there. So we get in to see the first Batgirl episodes Yeah. Um, when we get back to the animated series. But yeah, next week, Adam West, 66 Batman show. All right. Um, anything else, Ian? No, I figured this episode is long enough. Oh, uh, we it, it happened between our episodes, but yeah, we got to mention uh, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. Damn, man. Yeah, lost yeah, one, that, was, that, that was that was that was very that was very sad. That was and just yeah. it, another one of those that just comes out of nowhere where it's like, wow, okay, came on that no one knew he was no sick. one knew he had cancer for the past four years. Which, I mean, just shows what a freaking badass he was machine, considering man. everything he did. What a machine. Made like yeah. four or five movies in that stretch. Like that's... In, in tip-top shape. Not even like, you know, drama movies where you're sitting behind a desk. Yeah, that's that's incredible. That is incredible. But yeah, yeah definitely RIP to, uh, to Chadwick Boseman. I mean, 42 is one of my favorite baseball movies of all time. And is probably the best Harrison Ford acting performance of all time. Um, oh, shit. And I know I'm 100% serious too. him playing branch. Ricky is it's the, it's the only time I've ever seen Harrison Ford, not as Harrison Ford in a movie ever. Wow. Um, I mean, he totally blends in with that character and you do not think of Harrison Ford like at all. I mean, he is branch Ricky in that and it's, it's phenomenal, but Chadwick Boseman as Jackie Robinson is just outstanding. 
um, captures yeah, I, that perfectly and is just done really, really well. So definitely sad seeing um, definitely one of the uh, one, one of the greats of this generation. No longer, no longer around, no longer around. And it's prime. Yeah. I know. Yep, exactly. All right. Well, that does it for this episode. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review. Um, I'm posting random Batman and pop culture and stuff like that all the time. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. You can follow me at Ian Park Park. And also check out our YouTube channel, um, the Uncaped Crusaders Review. We have all of our movie swap episodes up there. We will start getting back into that soon. Um, hopefully within yes. the next couple of weeks, we'll get into those movies, movie swap episodes. Um, and then those will be up on the YouTube channel as well. So go and check that out. Also check out our episode, uh, where we break down the entire Batman, um, teaser trailer, the first Batman trailer. Check that out. It's on YouTube and on yes. the podcast and, uh, on the podcast uh, page as well. So check that out there. All right. Well, that does it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. And again, I'm Mark. I'm Ian. Have a great week. 